Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Good morning. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31, except for February, which has 29 and just makes a mess of the whole little ditty. All right, so 30 days has June, which means today is the last day of Q2 2020. So I want to bring that into focus here for just a moment. Q2 2020, uh, it's the fiscal year end for many. It's the end of a quarter, which always gets me thinking about um, the return on investment that I'm giving God in my life. If God were to get a quarterly statement about the investment that he has poured into me, what kind of, uh, what kind of statement would he get, right? What's going to be on God's Q2 2020 return on investment statement on Carmen? He has, you know, invested us with his Holy Spirit. Obviously, we are his own image bearers. He offers us the very mind of Christ if we want to take the time to cultivate it by spending time in his word. So gets me thinking. There are really, if you, if you think about God's ROI, so just want you to get that in, in your mind for just a minute, God's ROI, there are at least three ways to think about it. There are probably more. These are the three that came to mind this morning. God has invested in us, his image, his word, filled us with his spirit. And yes, God expects expects us to live as if he is who he is and be ready to demonstrate our faithfulness upon his return. Um, And so that question of, you know, God getting a Q2 statement in 2020, um, I think is important. But that takes us kind of to to number two, which is that God actually guarantees a great return. I mean, he's coming. God guarantees a great return, and this is a whole different way of thinking about the return on the investment that God has made. He has initiated his kingdom here in the midst of the kingdoms of this world, and he is going to return to bring it to, uh, to consummation, to fulfillment. Jesus is coming again. So what's he going to find in my life upon his return, God's return on his own investment? Uh, I'm not just interested in him finding me busy. I am very interested in him finding me busy with the Father's business, not burying the talents that God has given, but allowing them to uh, be used uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit to bear righteous fruit for his glory and actually making the kind of representation of Christ in the world that Christ himself would recognize. Like, oh yeah, that's one of mine. I can tell. That life looks like a life that uh, is is invested with my spirit. And then if you were to Google God's ROI, what you're going to discover is that ROI is actually a name for God revealed in the Old Testament, El Roy, ROI, El Roy, ROI. Um, it is the God who sees, El Roy. The God who sees is the one who saw Hagar in her distress when she and her son Ishmael 
were sent into the wilderness to die by Abraham, who had not only sinned against God, but who had sinned against Hagar and had sinned against his own son, whom he bore, whom she bore to him. God sees. God sees that single mother. God sees that hungry child. God sees those uh, whom the world has treated as if they are less than the image bearers of the living God, that indeed they are. So on this last day of June, Q2 2020, I want us to bring the God who sees into focus. Let us give God a faithful return on the investment that he has made in each of us and in all of us. And yes, let's anticipate God's great return in Jesus Christ. But let us also see today the God who sees, Elroy. And in seeing God, let us see ourselves more clearly and the world in which we live and the difference we are intended by God to make. May the God who sees grant us his eyes today and his heart and the very mind of Christ on the matters of this day as we bring an end to Q2 2020. Let's bring God into focus. Up next, Justin Gibney from the AND Campaign. We'll be right back. Rejoining the conversation today with Justin Gibney from the AND Campaign. You can find him online at the AND Campaign. Justin, welcome back. Hey, Carmen. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, the last time that we talked, um, we were, I would say, still in the very heated aftermath of George Floyd's murder on Memorial Day. We're now approaching the 4th of July. Um, and there, there's certainly still attention being paid um, to these concerns. And I do think that there are more people talking in more places about this in a, you know, in a continuing way. It, it has, it is being sustained. It's a sustained conversation. But I'm wondering if um, you could make some observations about how the conversation is developing and which directions you think it's developing positively and then maybe places where you would say, um, maybe we ought not go there. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and I think, I'm going to be honest with you, Carmen, I really think this is a defining moment for the church um, because I don't think any other group is strategically placed or has the principles to approach this moment, number one, with endurance, but also with tenacity and hope. And I think mm-hmm. those are the things that have to go together that you don't always see. Uh, so we see some people kind of approaching this conversation with tenacity. And, uh, you know, that can that can be good, but it also can be bad if it's not coupled with hope and coupled with aspiration. And so I am, you know, the COVID crisis almost forced everybody to be paying attention to what's going on when it comes to racism and racialized violence in this country. It's opened a lot of eyes. It's made people pay attention. And and I think we have made progress in just people acknowledging the issue. What's the next step? When we act, uh, how do we act? What do we need to do? And so I think it's time for policy change. Uh, July 2nd is the anniversary of the passage of the the Civil Rights Act of uh, 1964. Uh, And so it's going to take policy. It's going to take an effort. But I'm really calling on the church to come together as a body and use our social and political capital to make sure that we come out of this better than we went into it. 
So one of the words that you used um, is is progress. We have made some progress. I actually i i I didn't know what to say to an uh, you know a, an older person last week um, who just kept pointing to all the progress we've made. So much progress. We've made all this progress, and I didn't I, I didn't quite know how to say to her what I think I wish I had said which is progress is great, but actually what we need in terms of what the church brings to this conversation, what we need is to introduce repentance and redemption. We need to actually introduce the gospel narrative into a conversation that has been dominated by progressive thought, which is that we can make things incrementally better just by human effort. I don't think we're going to ever get to the place where Everyone experiences an impartial reality um, until Jesus returns. But uh, as a person who wants to represent those kingdom principles and that king right now in the midst of the kingdoms of this world, I think that I have to be talking about repentance and redemption, not just progress. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Those are two uh, concepts that certainly need to be introduced into this conversation. But just to look into in look deeply into what that means and when we talk about redemption what does that mean almost in a practical sense right how mm-hmm. do we get to a point where we are talking about redemption well we know that you know we believe everybody's redeemable so we don't get into the this person is irredeemable or any of that stuff but what actions go along with that right um and so i, I think what we have to do as we in as we introduce those concepts or reintroduce those concepts connect them or couple them with actions Right. So. So, again, when I'm talking about policy change, I'm not talking about partisan policy change. This is not a partisan issue. It shouldn't be. Um, And so how do we connect policy change with redemption, with that conversation? Uh, And those are the things that I'm looking for. Can we do both? Can we show the relevance of the church in this moment and introduce our concepts and our principles in a way that has an impact uh, in a practical manner as well? I think as a part of this, Justin, stories are um, really, really powerful. And um, with this, what I chose to do with this older individual was actually just read a novel with her that I thought would at least provoke her to begin considering that there's a, there are storylines out there, there are experiences out there that she has not considered before. So we actually read John Grisham's The Guardians, um, which is about a falsely accused man who spends a very long time in prison and this ministry effort to not only gain his freedom, but the freedom of others like him. And it 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 provided a way for us to talk about the realities um, that other people experience in America that we don't experience, that I have not myself experienced. And so I do think the power of story, I just want to encourage people to use narrative, use stories. There are lots of stories available. Um, and so this isn't just a, a conversation about laws or a conversation about history lessons. This is a story. This is a conversation about real stories of the lives of real people who have endured real um, racialized violence and and racism in this great land of freedom that we're celebrating this week on the 4th of July. Justin Gibney and I are going to return to this conversation in just a moment. We're going to talk about the difference between perception and reality. Um, we're going to talk about the reality of life and policing reform that uh, that is in front of us right now. That conversation up next with Justin Gibney. We'll be right back.
Continue my conversation with Justin Gibney from the AND campaign. Justin has reminded us that July the 2nd is the anniversary of the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. This Friday is also July the 4th when we celebrate um, really the, the foundation of this nation in which we say that everyone has equal access to justice and liberty. Um, Justin, not everybody has that same shared experience of those um, stated values. So let's talk about um, perception versus reality, or maybe it's not even perception versus reality. Maybe part of it is um, at the aspirations that we have, the songs we sing, versus the reality that some people experience. Yeah, it's 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 important to, and this is where relationships come in, uh, Carmen. I mean, um, I think it's wonderful. We've got to read the books. We've got to get the history but we also have to have the relationships with people who have different experiences. We talked about progress a little earlier. And in one way to think about it is, you know, if somebody has a knife in their back and you pull it out halfway. I guess we could say that's progress. Right. But there's still a long way to go to actually f- fix the problem and, and, and to, uh, help them with their suffering. So I always talk about building relationships with others who are not like you and being willing to listen. We've talked about the fact that too often when we enter into race conversations, uh, we're trying to defend ourselves and defend our tribe and come out faultless instead of just listening and trying to understand where others are coming from. So those relationships, I think, are priceless in understanding what people are going through and going through it with them, mourning, you know, mourning with those who are mourning uh, and taking on the suffering of our brothers and sisters. I want to admit, um, Justin, that People, people seem to have a willingness. People seem to want things to be different. Um, and, and yet there's just fear in saying the wrong thing, um, asking a question that is going to be offensive. And so it's one of the reasons I've really just appreciated uh, Emmanuel Acho's uncomfortable conversations with a black man, because he's just really inviting white people to ask the stupid question. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. To ask the questions that... Um, we 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 don't i mean i don't want to offend you i don't want to hurt you um i i and so i want to ask questions that are that are informed but also i want to use language that's not offensive and so the last time that you were here i asked a question that i absolutely did not intend in any way shape or form to be um hurtful or offensive and yet it was and so I want to apologize for that, and I want to do so in front of our listeners so that they know that um, that, that conversation has taken place. Um, help us not sort of trip over our own feet in our desire to build relationships with people of color and people whose experience of, of, of America is, is frankly different than our own. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to say I appreciate the apology. Um, you know, that's a tough subject, but I, I, I'm not upset with you for asking it. Um, if that's a question that somebody asked, I think that's that's fine to ask it. I think when we get to the place where people can't be open, uh, then we lose something. And so even if the, it's something that I have to correct, something that's hard for me uh, to, to talk about, I think we have to have those conversations. So please don't take any of my responses as that question can't be asked. But just understand there may be a correction that needs to happen within that. And I think, you know, God 
demands something from all of us in this conversation. So as you're asking questions, you know, do what you can to do research, uh, read books on your own to get, you know, get to get an understanding. But he's also asking for people to be gracious and, and, and charitable. Uh, and so I don't get too much into did you use the proper term? Uh, I, I mean, that can be important later on. But if somebody's making a good faith effort to understand and they're putting aside kind of some of their prejudices and what they learned over a lifetime. Right. So these some of these things are people things people took for granted and took for for fact for, for most of their life. And so I have to also be. Uh, gracious and listening and hearing people out. That's what uh, God is asking of me uh, in part in this situation. So so with me, never feel like you have to get it perfectly. Never feel like you have to use the proper terms. Ask the questions you need to ask. And, you know, if I feel there's a deflection there, like I thought maybe was in the question that you asked uh, a couple weeks ago, I'll point it out. It may be hard, but as long as, and I know this is you, uh, Carmen, as long as you are coming in good faith and really trying to understand there's nothing for me to be mad at because there is progress just in us having that conversation. So, so I say do as much you know, research as you can. Read. You know, there are a lot of uh, books, uh, Christian books, that talk about these issues. Read up on it, and then you, when you come to the conversation, be willing to listen and not really trying, as I said before, in a posture of self-defense, but a posture of self-examination, and most people will appreciate that. So thank you um, for that. I think, Justin, one of the things that we have to learn um, is that just because the the level of emotion rises in a conversation does not necessarily mean we are at odds with one another. It, it means that there's a passion. It means that there is a, um, a, a desire to, um, to be understood, to be heard, um, for someone else to begin to understand uh, our experience in something. And so I, I just want, you know, I just want listeners to hear what Justin and I are saying about remaining non-defensive um, and pausing and swallowing hard if necessary. If your emotions are getting the best of you, particularly uh, you feel yourself becoming defensive, this is about remaining in conversation with one another, even when those, uh, when those conversations are uncomfortable, all right? We're only going to develop real relationships um, if we if we stick with this, if we continue in relationship. I'm reminded, Justin, that, you know, Jesus said a lot of really hard things to his disciples. Um, I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily take offense at somebody uh, calling us little children or of little faith. Right. But when Jesus said those things to his disciples, man, that was uh, that had to be hard to hear when he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, you got the world on your mind, not the things of the kingdom. That had to be hard for uh, for Peter to hear, but it's not like they gave up on their relationship with one another. Because as Peter points out at another time, you know, to whom would we go? Like, we, there's nowhere else to go. We are in this conversation because we are eternally bound to one another in Jesus Christ. And so you and I are going to continue to till the soil. And I really appreciate that. Um, we're sadly out of time for our conversation today. But what are you going to be doing? Um, what are your 4th of July plans? Because I think that part of relationships are just like, what are you doing on the 4th of July? Well, as you know, Carmen, I have three young sons, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. So there will definitely be fireworks uh, <laughs> in our future in that regard. They, they love that stuff. Although the one-year-old probably shouldn't be too close to it. But uh, So we'll be doing some fireworks somewhere. We're still trying to figure it out. I think there will probably be some uh, barbecue and, and things like that uh, around as well. So we're looking forward to it. All right. Well, blessings, my brother, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Take care now.
Thanks so much. We'll be right back. All right, I am really excited about this next segment. I have with me Neil Stavum, Bill Arnold, and Susie Larson, along with Paul Perot. I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to be talking about because it's pretty exciting and I don't want to ruin the surprise. So, with no spoiler alert, stay tuned for a really exciting announcement here on Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. Ephesians 4, 26 and 7 says... Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. This is Max Locato. The word opportunity in this verse means territory or ground. In other words, anger gives ground to the devil. Bitterness invites him to occupy a space in your heart, to rent a room. Believe me, he'll move in and he'll stink up the place. Gossip, slander, temper. Anytime you see these, Satan has claimed a bump. Don't even give him the time of day. Tell him to pack his bags and hit the road. Begin the process of forgiveness. Keep no list of wrongs. Pray for your antagonists rather than plot against them. Outrageous as it may seem, Jesus died for him too. If he thinks they're worth forgiving, they are. Now, does that make forgiveness easy? No, quick, seldom. Forgive your enemies? Well, you can try. Forgive them. You will get through this. Well, welcome back. This is a very unique uh, opportunity to have Neil Stavum here. Good with, morning. Good morning, go. Carmen. With Susie Larson. Yay. Good morning, Susie. Good and morning. Bill Arnold. Bill. Yeah. Bill. Good, Bill. Good morning. And Paul Perot. Hello. All right. Now, Neil Stavum is going to tell us why we have all gathered together at this particular point in time on this particular day. Drum well, roll, please. Okay. Do I have a drum roll? Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's good enough. You know. So our fiscal year uh, ends at midnight tonight. And, you know, we've been talking about the push to be fully funded uh, as a listener-supported ministry. And so have been inviting people uh, over the past really the past 12 months, but certainly the last, uh, you know, just a couple of months and a few weeks talking about that and kind of doing a little countdown. I know we had the opportunity to come on with uh, Bill here just about three weeks ago or so, and then I think uh, last week with Susie, and and we're just watching that countdown go, and, and you know, I do have to say, you know... Don't, we, don't bury the lead! Don't bury the come lead, on. okay, all right. Uh, so, our, our, our full funding need for the full operation of Faith Radio... Uh, 1.6 million, and uh, as of right now, I just checked uh, on the screen, pledges and gifts coming in totaling 1.629 million. Wow. 29,000 over meeting the uh, the funding support needs for this listener-supported ministry, and wow. it is truly overwhelming and amazing. I mean, it, it, unprecedented, that's the word we've all been using for the last four months. It yeah. qualifies, I think, for this. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's listening right now who um, has participated already uh, in supporting this ministry. It is a listener-supported ministry, and we are all so very grateful for each and every one of you. Susie Larson, want to just give a little shout-out of gratitude to the people? 
Well, I, you know, as Neil is, we didn't know the final numbers, and as Neil's reading those, I mean, I'm I'm kind of an emotional person, so I'm so choked up right now because it's not only that this is unprecedented for us, but it's un, it's unprecedented that it happened in a time such as this, and it just speaks to the seriousness of our um, listeners. And we had people who worked the phones um, during our share who said, these people are really serious about their faith. And I just think no matter where you find them on the continuum, whether they're brand new to the faith or seasoned, they are taking their walk of faith very seriously. And to me, friends, this speaks to an all-in, like, I'm living for a story that's bigger than I am. And that's something we preach. That's something we want to mobilize believers to. But they're they're putting feet to their faith. And I'm overwhelmed by it. But you know what? The times call for it. So the times do call for it. And people are saying, I am stepping up. So I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude. But there are greater things yet to be done in the city. And we're ready to do those things. So we honor you. We bless you. And we, we thank you, Lord, too. Just we're overwhelmed. Amen. Thanks, Susie. Hey, Bill Arnold is in the house. This is really early in the morning for you because you do afternoon drive. So thanks for getting up early to celebrate with us, Bill. Oh, I'm up early anyway, but I'm going to 2 Corinthians in chapter 9. It says, uh, each one must give as he has decided in his heart or under loves a cheerful gear. I have learned about being at Faith Radio is we have a whole a group of cheerful givers. It is amazing seeing how they step up. And I think of our future and what's ahead. And I got to go to Matthew 9. Uh, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Faith Radio is, we're, we have workers out in every area of the world now because of the, the app. So we're able to reach this crowd of people that are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. This is the most exciting thing to be doing, period, full stop, end of sentence. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do all, uh, each one of us love what we do. We love doing it together. So again, thank you to each and every one of you who are listening right now. Um, who got off the sidelines and into the game. Uh, We have lots of new people who have given for the very first time during this fiscal year. Um, Neil, maybe you can um, speak to a little bit of that. We have have people who support us in ongoing ways and have done so for many, many years, some of them since the very inception um, of this radio ministry. But we also have new people who join us each and every year, and that's just really exciting to me. Well, and it, it reminds us, I think, for those that have been longtime supporters to know that, yes, my my investment last year, the year before, the year before that, is bearing fruit because there are new Amen. people discovering Faith Radio, and they're not just discovering and listening, but now they're becoming an active investor. They're, they're a partner in the ministry and a shareholder, if you will, and, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that happen time and time again. And grateful for, you know, we now have over uh, just a little over 20% of our uh, financial support comes from friends that are doing uh, giving ongoing. So ongoing monthly givers. So that steady revenue coming month in and month out really provides a wonderful foundation, which we can build the ministry, you know, day in and day out. But then to have so many new friends coming on board with with the gifts of various sizes. And, you know, I have to say, Carmen, back in the spring when we were scheduled to do our spring share, we ended up postponing it for a few weeks because of the pandemic. But at that point, we were uh, we were 70 percent of the way toward our goal. And, you know, as you know, I'm not 
uh, I'm not probably the giant uh, faith uh, builder here. He's a pessimist. On the team. He's I'm a pessimist. A, <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and confess that publicly to the group. I have Eeyore <laughs> tendencies, I'll admit it. But I thought, well, okay, 70%, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe we can get to, you know, 90%. That would be that would be amazing. And then it just, uh, we had that amazing spring share. And even so, we still had a significant ways to go. And uh, it, it has just continued to come in as uh, people give generously. Uh, and so many, again, new friends. I mean, just... Uh, just the other day when I was on with uh, Susie, we had, well, I think we were on Bill. We had a listener from Wisconsin with a, mm-hmm. you know, a significant gift, first-time gift. Uh, a gift like that came in uh, the following week as well from someone else who just said, love the ministry and want to be a part of it. We're seeing friends step on board at a variety of levels from all over the world, literally. So we're going to um, we're going to take a very brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the ways that the enemy tries to stifle us, tries to slow us down or trip us up. And and then this the way that we continually answer here at Faith Radio, which is but God, but God. And so this is a but God moment for all of us. When we come back, Susie Larson and uh, Bill Arnold are going to tell you what happened to them. Uh, in the final hours of our spring share, which is normally a pinnacle uh, experience for us in terms of, you know, kind of the crescendo at the end of a of a week. Um, and instead, um, something else happened. And so we're just excited today to be sharing with you this great news that because of your generous support, uh, the, the ministry of Faith Radio is fully funded, um, fully funded for this fiscal year. So thank you so much. And we will be right back with Neil Stavum, Susie Larson, Bill Arnold, Paul Perot, and Carmen LeBurge. Indeed, greater things. We are believing uh, in a great God. Great is his faithfulness. We're celebrating that today for a year of being fully funded um, and greater things are yet to be done. Susie Larson and Bill Arnold, along with Neil Stavum and Paul Perot, were all here together. Susie and Bill, let me ask you guys to tell the story of what happened on the, in the final hours of our spring share. Go ahead, Bill. Well, that's always the, we talk about that, that it's the final, you know, 10 minutes of, of the 4th of July fireworks, where there's a lot of people that like to wait for the very last couple hours. And they love to send their pledges and they love the flurry of activity that comes in the last couple hours. And Susie and I this year were so excited, as we always are for those last couple hours of any share, because of the response. It's so overwhelming. And our computers completely failed. Everything was shut down. We had no connection to the outside world. All Susie, you and I had was each other and the microphones. And we were talking to our listeners without any idea what was going on. It it was a long couple of hours. Would you agree, Susie? Absolutely. Now, let's just say you have a good hour of 25 calls. In those last couple hours, we'll sometimes get 70, 80, 90 calls. Like the, it's so disproportionate to what a normally, quote unquote, good hour is, and everything crashed. And so there calls, I mean, we were having trouble getting calls through even. And I won't even just step in further because you set it up before the break, Carmen, about when the enemy comes in like a flood. You know, God does raise up a standard. But if you all remember, I think it was our very next uh, team meeting after share. So if you, if you kind of take away those two hours, Hours. We did overall still have a really good share, but we were just shell-shocked that it was kind of a crash and burn at the end. But we came together, 
And we were feeling like backlash. I felt like that. And Paul, you mentioned that in the meeting because Carmen's mom was rushed to the hospital with a heart attack. I had this weird heart arrhythmia thing. Kim, one of our producers, dad, a grandpa passed of COVID. And there was one other situation, but they were hard. And we were all together and we felt completely beat up, kind of like Elijah after the great victory. And Paul's like, wow, if this isn't an enemy backlash, I don't know what is. But we prayed for each other. We prayed for our listeners. And then the very next time we came together, we had wind in our sails again. And we were fired up again going, we are not going down without a fight. But I want people to see that because this isn't just, we don't just glide across the water all the time. This is not without contending for some things and battling some things. And so God has uh, graciously supplied and he has done so through you. And so we want to say thank you again. Um, in, in the, we love what we do. We love getting together with you day in and day out and having these conversations. Um, we love getting the feedback from you that you're growing in your faith and you're deepening in your prayer life. And we love praying for you in the way that you share your prayer concerns. Um, we love engaging with you. Uh, and so this is really uh, a statement of gratitude. But as we look forward, like, right, we have now concluded one fiscal year. And actually, tomorrow, we start on a new one. And so let me just go ahead and say that with somewhere in the neighborhood of 4,200 different people contributing at this point to the ministry, that means that there are something like 80,000 of you who um, passively enjoy what happens here. Um, And we love that. We love that you're listening. We would invite you to get engaged. We We would love to be the kind of ministry that absolutely reduces the sort of statistics and the data to smithereens. So, Susie, um, I know you have a passion and a vision to actually see a whole lot higher percentage of our listeners engaged in the ministry through giving than are currently engaged. So why don't you cast that vision? Yeah, you know, this is a deep passion for Kevin and I, and not even just for Faith Radio, for the church at large. But I was just saying off the air, what if, what if we defied statistics here at Faith Radio? If there was ever an atmosphere of listeners that could do it, it's our people, just because of the way that they give, the way that they live. But you know the stat, because you've heard us talk about it, but 5 to 7% of Christians across the board nationally, not just for churches, but ministries, and it's been very true at Faith Radio, most ministries are trying to make it on 5 to 7% of the gifts that God intends. What if we had 100% participation? And I'm just saying to the other 80%, what if the 80% who you've never given before, what if it was $5 or $10? What if you just put your toes in the water to see? Because this is the one area where the Lord says, test me and see if I will not pour out the resources of heaven. And everybody who gets in the game financially, to me, it's, it's a challenge. But it's like, if you can trust God with your eternity, surely you can trust him with your finances. And when you start to enter into that, like so many of these people did in a time of pandemic and civil unrest to say, I'm living for another kingdom. There, You participate with something in God that you'll never experience any other way. And Psalm 84 says this, for the Lord our God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. I just want to cast a vision. Wouldn't it be something if there were the stat across the board, which I pray changes someday, but there's this little pocket of faith radio listeners where it's not the case for us. I believe it's possible. I have great faith for it and I pray for it all the time. Carmen, I, I just believe we're going to see it. While in the land of the living, we're going to see this happen. All right. And to be the person who tells you how to do that, you can always go to myfaithradio.com and donate. Like it's not that donations are not closed 
So you can go to MyFaithRadio.com if you want to jump in. Bill Arnold, I can tell you have something uh, on your mind to say, so so say it. Oops. Oh, start. Oh, wait. Bill's talking. His mouth is moving, but I can't hear his words. All right, we're gonna. All right, we're gonna let Neil. You know, he Neil. is. A, he is a. Uh, he is a ventriloquist, and he, <laughs> he does. Uh, he does juggling and things. So it's. Uh, you know, just uh, envision Bill juggling at the moment here, right now. So. All right. Well, Neil, why don't you then uh, give people maybe uh, a little final word, and then you know, we'll go just, back to Bill and let him give a final word. Yeah, well, I'd just like to say one of the things that we have been praying for, you know, for you know the last uh, you know five ten years probably here is uh, you know periodically through our staff meetings is Lord, let us do more for you, and we really that is really our heart that you know we that he gives us more opportunity to uh, to magnify him, to glorify him, to share the good news of the gospel and. Uh, you know, sometimes people talk about, well, what's the what's the vision, the mission? Well, it's not all that complicated. We look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And we just, we are committed to, to trusting the Lord and allow him to direct our paths. And we want to be able to walk through those doors of opportunity when they open up. And thanks to your partnership, uh, we've been able to do that. And in fact, uh, Engineers uh, today are at uh, another translator uh, FM site, a tower site, uh, getting a, another signal on here in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. So, I mean, we just continue to move forward thanks to the outpouring support from our listening family. Okay, so um, apparently we're not announcing where that is yet, but that does mean that there is exciting stuff ahead for us to announce um, as God continues to expand the reach of this ministry. And let me just remind everybody this is a global ministry. Um, So you may listen on a terrestrial faith radio signal, but there are people listening right now around the world at MyFaithRadio.com, and there are people listening on the Faith Radio app. The ministry that you support through Faith Radio extends literally to the ends of the earth, and we are so excited about that. We're just so excited about what God is doing through this ministry. Bill? Still can't hear him. All right. Well, he's, let me just tell you, he's he's got lots of words, I can tell, and he's moving his hands. So, um, well, listen so thank in this you. afternoon, apparently. That's exactly right. You're going to have to listen this afternoon to hear what Bill Arnold has to say. That's a good setup anyway. Um, Susie, what do you have on tap on your show today? We are talking to Dr. Jill Carnahan, and she's a functional med and an MD. She's uh, brilliant. She's world-renowned, actually, and she's becoming uh, just a voice. Um, she's a believer, and we're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to talk about COVID, how to build your immunities. We're going to answer individual listener questions about health issues and just sort of cast a vision for how to advance all of us in our health. All right, and remind us, Susie, what time are you on now? I am on 3 o'clock. It's sort of a full circle moment. I was in that time slot years ago, so super grateful. And i got to tell you, we've got 17 countries involved in this online study now. 17 countries. We're so excited. So, yeah, hope you'll tune in. All right, so you can sign up for the Bible study that Susie is beginning on July the 6th. It's the Fully Alive online study. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and do that. Tune into her show this afternoon at 3. And then stay tuned in because Bill Arnold will pop on immediately after that at 4 o'clock. Thank you so much to my precious colleagues, uh, Susie Larson and Bill Arnold. Thank you to Neil Stavum, who employs us all. And thank you to Paul Perot, who pushes the buttons and makes it all happen. Thank you for joining us today on Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. All right, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Go out there today and sow seeds of peace. Be praying for Christians on the forefronts of 
medical efforts and law enforcement and those in positions of political leadership, people making decisions today, moms and dads, all of it. All right. Thanks for joining me. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.